Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL 103.9 in the Capital Region. Yes, we are back on that uh, great signal. 101.9 in Manchester and beyond. And our reliable signal at 1450 AM WKXL in addition to NH Talk Radio around the world and around the clock. NHTalkRadio.com. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday. If you run into a fan today of the Boston Celtics and they might be a little grumpy, well, it's understandable. It is understandable. Celtics let one get away uh, last night. They were uh, looking like uh, they were going to wrap up their first-round playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks. They had a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. Just took their foot off the gas. As uh, Brian Scalabrini, Celtics television analyst, would say, they were playing on their heels for the last five minutes of that ball game and wound up losing uh, to Atlanta last night, 119-117, to on a long, I mean long, three-pointer by Ice Trey Young, as they call him, Ice Trey, hit that uh, long three-pointer and uh, put the Hawks ahead by two with about two seconds left uh, in the game. Celtics did have an opportunity after a timeout to tie it up or win the game, but they couldn't get a good shot off. And the series goes back to Atlanta tomorrow night with the Celtics still leading the series three games to two. But a home court for the Hawks tomorrow night at State Farm Arena. Not a good night for either Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart uh, of the Celtics. Uh, two of the quote-unquote leaders of the team just couldn't get it done. Uh, you know, they have, they've had uh, plus-minus statistics in basketball for a long time now. And it means the... Uh, you know, if, if for example, Marcus Smart was a minus 12 last night. Jason Tatum was a minus 9, which means that while they were on the court, the Atlanta Hawks outscored the Celtics by that number. Uh, 12 points the Hawks outscored the Celtics by when Smart was on the court, and they outscored them by 9 when Tatum was on the court. And these are, the you know, two of the players, along with Jalen Brown, that are supposed to be the leaders of this Boston Celtics team. And uh, last night they were done in by uh, Trey Young in Game 5 of the series. So Game 6 will be in Atlanta. It'll be tomorrow night. And I believe I heard that the tip-off tomorrow night is going to be at 8.30. 8.30, not the customary 7.30, but 8.30 tomorrow night. In fact, uh, they had to bump a Janet Jackson concert at State Farm Arena in Atlanta which was scheduled for tomorrow night. Even the people in Atlanta didn't think the Hawks would be coming back, but they are in an effort to tie up this series and send it to a seventh game in Boston over the weekend. Can you believe that? Never thought. I never thought for a minute until, like, there was a minute left to go in the game last night that the Celtics would blow a 13-point fourth quarter lead, but somehow they managed to do it by, as Brian Scalabrini said, playing on their heels. And, you know, they've done that in any number of games this past season, not playoff games, but uh, 
in any number of regular season games where they have blown substantial leads. Just keep playing the way you're playing, guys. I mean, they, they should know this. They know the game a lot better than I do. But, you know, they, they got to keep this up-tempo thing going. When they slow it down, they get in trouble. And they got in trouble last night. And now the whole traveling party has to pack up and uh, go to Atlanta for game six on Thursday night. And then uh, the earliest that the next series would start uh, would be Monday. And the Philadelphia 76ers wrapped up their series over the Brooklyn Nets last Saturday. So they are going to have uh, nine, basically nine days off to rest up. And uh, as those of you who follow the game at all know, uh, their big star, Joel Embiid, uh, was injured uh, during uh, the latter stages of that Brooklyn series. Did play, but was not 100%. But now he's had... You know, he's going to have over a week to rest up, so that does not bode well for the next opponent of the Philadelphia 76ers. Either the Boston Celtics or the Atlanta Hawks will provide that opposition. I was convinced going into last night's game, it would be the Celtics. They would have the quote-unquote gentleman sweep of winning the series in five games, but uh, they, they could not seal the deal last night on the parquet floor at the TD Garden. So we'll be talking about that a little bit more. A very, very natally attired Tom Raffio has just entered the studio. Looks like Tom is ready for spring break. <laughs> spring break, and this was... Uh... Uh, Ellen was at the did the London Marathon. So, yes, so yeah. I participated vicariously. So she brought me home a shirt. Oh, she's back. So this okay. is a London yep. Marathon shirt. Ter- terrific, an official London Marathon shirt. I love it. So I'm, I'm going to get around. Your picture in that today. People will think that I did the London Marathon, but it was actually my faster wife that did that. Yeah, oh, she is considerably twice as fast yeah. at this point. But <laughs> this is how life three three times as fast as I am. <laughs> this is how life works. When we first started to get together, I was a little faster than her and now she's twice as fast. She is something. She really is something. And she is about to do Saturday we have a a mountain series um challenge series so runners wow. from all across the United States will be at Mount Sunapee. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, um, we call it the Sunapee Scramble. So this is part of the U.S. National uh, Mountain Challenge, and so there's a series of other races that we sponsor, such as the uh, Mount Washington Road Race. So Ellen will be running up on the on on this Saturday. So she just never quits. She doesn't she never quits. She's not she's not like the Boston Celtics at all because they quit last night. Oh, oh God! Don't I am still suffering from that. Um, you have a double-digit lead with a few minutes to go, and then they just stop playing. They, they really did. They, they really and truly did. So the only thing I can think of, Ken, if this ends up being a wake-up call for them, but I just don't think that um, they're going to do it. I, they don't have a Jimmy Butler killer instinct, I don't think. And yeah. I, think, I, think, I think the coaching is going to um, also come back to haunt them. Because what I would have done on that last play with Trey, I would have, I would have, I would have put two guys on Trey Young. I would have, I would have stalked them from the backcourt on, and then forced someone else to to win the game. Well, at the time uh, when they inbounded the ball with about nine seconds to go, 
the Celtics were up by one. They were up by one. Correct. And I I don't know why they just didn't foul the first person that got the ball, even if it was Trey Young, which it was. Just foul the guy. The, the best he can do is make two and uh, put Atlanta ahead by one, and then the Celtics would have more time to get their shot off. I don't know why they wouldn't foul him. Well, other than you're you're conceding, you know that you're going to get behind. I mean, I yeah. suppose Trey Young could miss, but he was hot. I don't know if those were his parents in the audience that were cheering or whatever, but it was that was kind of cute. But he's like he's a small guy. He's like effortlessly. Oh. I mean, I don't know if you know. I've if you've been on a basketball court behind the professional three-point line for the normal human being like that's a heave it is it is i mean i've been i mean seriously yeah it is um but he he's like 10 feet behind that line and throws it up like you and i doing a layup i mean i know he was uh he was almost in the logo at midcourt but uh you know jalen brown was you know guarding him loosely uh i i don't know i my strategy would have been to to foul him or anybody else who had taken that uh, inbound pass but you know, he, he he was obviously going to get it. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he Trey Young is the guy. Ice Trey. They don't call him Ice Trey for nothing. And not to be confused with Ice, my dog that ran away. No, that's true. And I did, I did, um, I did, in fact, not lose the dog while Ellen was in London. She's a little skittish still. <laughs> She's still a little skittish. But I did manage to save her from running away. Well, congratulations to uh, your lovely wife, Ellen. And uh, for completing the London Marathon, and she had a great time, too. Yeah, I mean, a, a great time on the marathon, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth, and a great time overall. <laughs> yeah. So so, uh, so after the break, we'll talk about the Abbott series, but that's all the uh, all right. marathons from Japan to London to Boston and how that all works. But we'll get that after the break. Oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And I want to talk more about this uh, mountain challenge and how that all works. That's intriguing as well. We'll take a break. Tom Raphael is with us. He is the Natalie attired neat dresser, swell dancer, loves kids, cats, and dogs, doting father, doting grandfather. And we're sponsored by Delta Dental. We have individual and family plans to fit your lifestyle. You can get us at deltadentalcoversme.com or if you want the federal government, healthcare.gov. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you along with us on this Wednesday. Wish we had uh, better news about the Celtics. But at least the Red Sox won last night, if anybody noticed. They beat the Baltimore Orioles. They held on to beat the O's uh, 8-6. to And Tom, uh, Jaron Duran hit his first career grand slam last night. I think he got his act together. He had that yeah. problem last year where he, you know, loll- you know, lollygagged after a fly ball. And yep. I think he's got his act together. He's so fast. They were saying, they have statistics for everything now, but like they're saying like he's at the... 99th percentile in terms of speed. Yeah. He kind of looks like uh, Jacoby Ellsbury in his heyday, right? All right. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be as consistent at the plate as Jacoby was, but remember, jo- Jacoby Ellsbury is the last man in Red Sox history to steal home. And he Nobody's was a, done it since. And he's a 30. And he was a 30-30 guy that year. The yeah. year that they blew. Remember the was it 2010 when they 
they had this big lead going into the September, and they, you know, and they had Carl Crawford and all these players, and then they kept losing to Baltimore. But remember, he hit like thirty-two home runs and stole over thirty bases. Yeah. He was he sh- he would have been MVP if the Red Sox had uh, had won, but they end up blowing it. But but I hope. But you know what? I have to admit, I'm not into the Red Sox. Uh, we have Delta Dental has partial season tickets. I haven't been to a game yet. I will say this. People still want to go to Fenway Park because it's like a museum. But other than that, I mean, I can hardly name half the players. You know, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, Yeah, oh, I know. I know. And I'm sure that that's true for, for many people uh, because uh, there's been a, a lot of changes over the over recent years. But I think, you know, if the players perform to their capability or close to it, the they can make is, the playoffs. It's pretty good. Yeah, they can make the playoffs. But just think how much this is. This is what's frustrating me, Ken. Just think, if they had uh, re-signed Xander Bogars, right, and Kyle Schwarber, just think how. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would definitely make the playoffs. You know, it's true. Although I, I still believe the Red Sox would have never paid what San Diego did for Xander Bogarts. Never in a million years. Right, but they, uh, but if they preempted that and had... Yeah, if they, if they had signed him uh, ahead of time and did a preemptive strike, as they should have done uh, years ago with John Lester, they let him get away when he was at the top of his game, as Xander Bogarts is right now. If you've been following San Diego at all, you know that he's playing well. But also... Red Sox have a better record than the San Diego Padres. That's true, but that won't last, I don't think. But uh, well, I don't know. I think the Red Sox. One, one addition by subtraction was J.D. Martinez, and I know he's had four home runs for the Dodgers and what have you. He just stalled that middle of the lineup so much, clogged it up for years uh, with the Red Sox. I was so glad. So, Cat Ken has go. a Ken has a fetish about J.D. Martinez and Marcus Smart. Now, you were right about Marcus Smart last night because oh. he was so frustrated last. Yeah. He got the offensive foul, and then on the defensive end, they, then he fouls. Yeah, oh, I, that, that, I, those two plays killed them right I, there. And I'll tell you, he should never be taking prime time shots either. And it appeared as if uh, Jason Tatum shouldn't be taking prime time shots. He either. looked tired or something. He, I mean, he was so short. Yeah, on all of his three, uh, he was one of ten from three point land, and uh, that's not good. And you know, you, you think about it, and I hate to say he's not ready for prime time because he's a great athlete and had a great regular season. But you remember last year? I mean, he was a, a turnover machine in the finals when they played Golden State, yeah. and last night he couldn't uh, throw the basketball in the ocean. At least last year, though, he played really well until the finals, and I think he petered out at that point. But. Yeah. But at any rate, we did game six tomorrow night, Celtics, Hawks, 8.30 will be the game time. And then if they win, do they start Saturday or Monday? Or Monday. Monday. Monday is now the earliest. Well, it, it's going to be Monday no matter what, if it goes six or seven. Right, it so, goes six. We know it's going to go six. If it goes seven, it'll still be Monday see, against this, again, Philadelphia. This will hurt because they would have gotten Joel and B more injured because yeah, yeah. another couple of days. So. Embiid, he's been off since Saturday now. He'll have nine days off between games. That's not good for the Celtics or or the Hawks, whoever advances to the next round. But I will say this. The Celtics do match up pretty well for some reason with Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. no, it's true. Uh, they do. And, uh, you know, the uh, regular season, they dominated the Atlanta Hawks. And, uh, you know, but it's funny. You think back on some of the Celtics' regular season games, and there were several 
where they had larger leads than they had last night and blew those games. Too. I can't understand it. And, and, and they do have, it's not like they don't have Robert Williams, you know. Right? No, he's, uh, he's great when he's out there. Uh, and I, I really think, Tom, and I, I know you probably and most Celtics fans probably disagree with me, I think the ball movement and, and the up-tempo game of the Celtics runs much better when Malcolm Brogdon is out there on the court, I mean, he is just incredible. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, he's sixth man of the year because that's that was what they brought him in. But yeah, I think he should play more for sure. And and he's a good shooter. Yeah, and smart. And Derek White has had a great series. Uh, had had a, had a great game last night. Uh, thank God for Jalen Brown, or they wouldn't have even been close in that game. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, Jalen, uh, you know, had thirty what thirty six points last yeah. night. So yeah, if he, yeah. what's the scoop there? Like, so if Jalen doesn't make one of the the top three All NBA, then he can be like a free agent in a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if he does, uh, the Celtics have the option of signing him to a max Sup- contract, a super max, super so max. So he'll super get max, yes, he, he could get more money with the Celtics than anybody. So that's why they hopefully he's named. You know, because I think. I think in today's NBA, you need you do need two superstars t- to get this far. I think I might have teed some people off. I don't know if you saw any of uh, Jalen Brown's comments after the game in the press conference. He was wearing, it wasn't an Atlanta Hawks, but it was a, an Atlanta hat, like an Atlanta Braves hat. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> He's from there, and as is uh, Malcolm Brogdon, so I guess they, they have the right to do it, but... It, it, I, it just, especially in light of what happened last night, I don't think it was a very good look that he was wearing a cap with an A on it. <laughs> I didn't see it because when we, because I'll, I'll admit to the listening audience, when we lose, when that, when I say we, when a Boston professional sports team loses, I then don't watch the post game. <laughs> you know, some, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just the opposite. If if a team loses, I I'm more interested in hearing the post mortem oh, than I am when they win. Really, yeah, I like that's I like me. that's I'm, me. I'm the opposite. I like to soak in the the victorious comments. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, Tom said, get and I quote: uh, "Smart offensive foul, then defensive foul. Last six minutes, ridiculous." That was but, that but was he, my but, text but, to you. But he said, "Still want a donut, though." <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank you, <laughs> exactly. So I have my classical donut. I even brought in coffee so I could dunk. The, you can dunk that old-fashioned do, plane. Do you remember yeah. the Three Stooges Drown episode when uh, <laughs> when they were cooking like uh, muffins or something, and they put something an ingredient in that they shouldn't have, <laughs> and, that, and that and that everybody was coughing feathers <laughs> during the show. So so finally. <laughs> So finally, Mo goes, may I, may I dunk? <laughs> so the feathers wouldn't come up. Let's get back to this Mount Sunapee thing. Yes, I, I do. I do want to talk All about right. this because this is more important. All right. So yeah. it's really nice doing dinner with my wife when I come home. Most times I'm not home early enough because I'm doing this Medicaid thing, which we should talk about. But so she came up with this idea that we there was a bunch of these mountain races, you know, like the uh, Delta Dental Mount Washington race on June 17th. And that's when our book, Stories from the Starting Line, will be out. And then there's a race in Loon. And then there's a race in Vermont towards the end of August. So we contacted uh, sort of the people that do the USSA, the, you know, the, the official uh, mountain races. And they're putting on a race. So they wanted to put on a national race at Mount Sunapee, and I said, well, here's your challenge. Mount Sunapee, I, that's where I scale the time, but they were taken over by Vail a couple years ago, mm-hmm. 
and it's kind of lost its local flavor. So I said, you know, you know, if, if you can get a hold of someone from Vail, well, they they managed to do that. So this Saturday and Sunday, we're calling it the Sunapee Scramble One and the Sunapee Scramble Two. And if you want, you can still register. That that's the thing about running. You'll be running against world champions. You you can't go on right field at Fenway Park, but you can run against Joseph Gray and these other world champions. So if you want to register, just go on uh, d, uh, www.ddmc.com, and that just stands for Delta Dental Mountain Challenge.com. Anyway, so on Saturday, the race um, is strictly up. So it will be up one of the, uh, the black diamonds. And then on Sunday, scramble two, it's an up and down. So you run up um, one, of the, one of the black diamonds, but then you have to come back down. So here's the deal. The, the true people that are experts can know how to run down fast. But, but to some extent, running down a mountain fast is harder than running up. Yeah, I can. You can hurt that, yourself yeah, yeah. going fast. Yeah. So anyway, so the so on Saturday it's vertical up, and on Sunday it's up and down. Up and down. And if you want to register, you got to do it today. DDMC.com. DDMC.com, and we'll uh, repeat that before the end of the show today, and talk about the other races in the 2023 Delta Dental Mountain Challenge, which includes uh, Sunapee, Escutney. Mount Washington and Loon and a race to the top of Vermont. And don't forget as well. racing that you, and there's, we we added this last year where you literally race against the cog train. It's really cool. I'll race talk. the cog, race the train. Yes, yeah, I'll tell you about that after uh, break. All right, Tom Raffio with us, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, munching on an old-fashioned plane right now, and presented by Northeast Delta Dental. This program. And uh, Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com right after these words. Kale & Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. The president and CEO of that great company is with us in studio on a rare Wednesday. This is a rare Wednesday appearance. Well, you know why, Ken? Because um, even though I really love my radio work, I love I it. And, and if dental well. insurance fades out over time, you know, maybe I could become a radio host like you. But um, I'm actually doing interviews on Friday for... <laughs> From for our Delta Dental of Maine board seat, so I thought rather than rushing around Friday, you were gracious enough to allow me to come in. And Cat, by the way, the the driveway is worse than ever. I thought there was going to be a repair this spring. Summer. The summer. summer. Okay. okay. Yeah. Summer. I, I was like, we're, we're... I was almost on time too, and then I hit the puddle. But anyway, so the other the other thing we focus on is wellness, and that is. Um, not only all the races locally, like the Capoeira Race Series, but these national races. So we talked about the Sunapee Scramble Saturday and Sunday. And if you're interested in that, just go on ddmc.com. But then there are other races, the Escutney one on June 3rd, the Delta Dental Mount Washington Road Race on June 17th. That's filled because yeah, oh, that's yeah. by lottery. Yeah, yeah. But that's where we will roll out um, stories from the starting line. So Ellen and I interviewed about 52 runners, some local heroes, um, some national heroes like Joan Benoit Samuelson and Jacqueline Garreau, 
um, who was won Boston Marathon the year that Rosie Ruiz right. yeah. cheated. So that story's told in there. Uh, Joseph Gray, who's the famous uh, world champion on the Mountain Series. So there's a lot of national people like that, and then there's local people that some of whom probably most l- people in the listening audience never heard of. But as an example, David Ardette, who's a local Concord resident, he has run a marathon in every state under three hours. So there's only wow, like 10, hu- yeah. 10 human, there's, like a, there's like a special website for that, but there's only like 10 or 12 people that have ever done that. And there aren't that many people that have done a marathon in all 50 states in general, but specifically to do each one under three hours. It's extraordinary. So he's in the book. Um, so that'll be rolled out on June 17th. And the following week we established, this is, this is why my dinner... T- time. Sometimes I I intentionally don't go home for dinner, Ken, because when I'm eating dinner, I have to have a note card with me (laughs) with Ellen's ideas. Uh, But one of which was, hey, how about about, uh, establishing prize money so if a runner goes up the cog, that's the other side of the mountain. So you have the auto road, but the other side of Mount Washington is more like a trail with rocks and things. Right. That's where the cog railway is. Why not if, if a runner could beat the cog tri- train up, so we give special prize money. So we put that out to Joseph Gray, the, the world champion, he said, oh my God, that's intriguing. So this is how scientific, I mean, elite runners are just in another you know, stratosphere. Right. But he right. had figured out exactly how fast the cog trail train would be, and, and he knew exactly how fast he had to run to win the prize money. So, so I was in the train, watching him, and he was way ahead, but then the train started catching up. So with about, uh, I don't know, less than an eighth of a mile to go, like I was screaming out, Joe, get going. <laughs> so he, and this is like 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 probably like at a 15 to 20% grade, he put it into a second gear and then and and then end up beating the train. Wow. So wow. that's so that's June 24th and then July 9th we have the Loon Mountain Race. So those of you that ski might know of a trail called uh, Walking Boss. It's uh, very steep when you're skiing down, but you actually have to run run it at the end. And I know when I've done I've done it several times. I actually do the bear crawl up because you just it's straight up. So I do the bear crawl up and we have uh, the, the fastest person on that part of the trail gets a special bonus. And then the last race we added, the Delta Dental Race to the top of Vermont, which is Mount Mansfield on August 27th, and that's the, the equivalent to the Mount Washington. They have their own auto road, um, and it's, it's very similar to the Mount Washington road race, except it's, except it's, it's shorter, um, and that raises money for um, Head Start. So that's the series. So all during the year, these runners will come in. Good for our economy, right? Yep, exactly. And good for the oral health message. And uh, so, again, if you are in the area Saturday and Sunday, come to watch. But if you're crazy enough and you want to run, just go on ddmc.com. You have to register today. All right. So uh, how, how many people would you, would you estimate will run uh, against the, the COG Okay, the so train? to give you an idea, so um, – when the Mount Washington Road Race, the week before, we have about 1,300. So when we established the race to the cog, race to the cog last year it was the first year of the race. We probably had like 400. So we're trying wow. to wow. we're trying to build that up, and it was done in waves. So like the elite runners ran against the first train, and then there's there's different. I I don't know if anybody's 
been up to the cog, tr- but there's different types of trains. You know, some are faster, mm-hmm. and then then the second wave, you know, ran against you know maybe a slightly slower trail. Everybody did the same course, but right. there were like right. you know three or four waves. Um, now, are you able while you're running? Are you able to see the train, or is at that- some at some points yeah. you are, and that's okay. what Joe yeah. did at the very end. Yeah. He, yeah. it was amazing. He because also the trains have you know, they're very loud. So you so he looks he looks behind, sees the train, and then he like t- he <laughs> takes off. It was crazy. Wow. Um, and it's and unlike the the Mount Washington Road Race, you're running on the auto road, which is for the most part now paved, but there's some hard pack sections but it's not like technical in other words you're not running on rocks and roots and things like that whereas the cog you are running up a trail and uh, so, so it's more of a technical race um you know where you have to really be careful about rocks and roots well wow. yeah, that, that is really something i i admire anybody that uh, takes part in in any one of these uh, mountain challenge events, and I'm sure there will be uh, quite a number that participate in all seven of them. Right, because our uh, yeah. we're you know our board is very generous with me in terms of you know budgeting to not only sponsor the race but encourage people with some prize money and right. And then yeah. July 9th we have the the Loon Mountain Race, and I know many locals have done that, and that's a pretty cool race because you, there is an up and down portion when I mean, you're going up and then down. Um, but then the final piece of it is definitely the hardest. It's harder than Mount Washington because you're you're really you're running up, you know, the uh, what it's called the Walking Boss Trail. Um, but I always found the Mount Washington Road Race in general to be harder than anything I've ever done because um, once you get past the beginning part of the auto road, there's no give. You're constantly going up. So yeah. unlike other races and even these mountain races where there's some point it flattens out or maybe a little downhill you're just constantly going up so psychologically it's a it's a really hard race to do and you remember i can't come close to this now but if i I, we put this in the book but if i manage to get under two hours i get to go to the the dairy queen soft serve that's get an ice cream out by a story small soft serve soft that's his reward folks and and i think i think i think only the way the the way it's written so that story is told in the book, but then then it goes. But he was only able to eat two only two more two other times was he able to earn soft serve because now at this point, I'm lucky to get under the three hour uh, requirement uh, that you have to finish by three hours. Or here's the frust- so here's the frustrating thing. So if you're not done by actually three hours and five minutes, it's it's as if you never did it. So the last year I did it. I did it in like three hours and like four minutes and 30 seconds. Like I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and mind you, you can't sprint because that's where it's 22% right. great, right? Yeah, boy. Yeah. So I finished just under the wire. So it was a really good learning experience for me because about 20 runners, uh, they, everybody recognizes me, came up to me and said, you know, we finished right after you through a fight, but we, we, we're like expunged you know, from the records, it's as if we never did it. Yeah. So we then, I, I kind of used that knowledge to say that from now on it will be three hours and 30 minutes and, okay. you, and you'll be in there. So so that's the whole point, like becoming slower, I've learned a lot about myself, but also a whole other facet of racers. Because when I was doing it around two hours, I had no consciousness of the pressure of finishing under three hours, right. but now I do. 
And of course, the climate changes. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, yeah you yeah, can spray at the yeah. bottom, hot as heck, and then you're yeah. above the tree line and it's cold, so what yeah, you wear yeah. is important. And, and of course, last year, with the ice, we had to... Uh, not our dog ice, but with the ice now, we had to, for only the second time in history, we had to cut the race, you know, at half the halfway point. Well, there you go. And again, uh, ddmc.com if you want to get involved with the 2023 Delta Dental Mountain Challenge and what a challenge uh, it is in a, uh, a variety of uh, uh, courses and terrain and uh, and states, too. Get a couple of states in there as well. Uh, New Hampshire it. and Vermont. We'll take a break. This program is sponsored by Northeast Delta Dental. And we'll be back with our final segment with Tom Raffio, the president and CEO of that great company, right after these words. Kale & Company continues on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Kale & Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Joined today by the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, that would be Tom Raffio. And, of course, uh, Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com or healthcare.gov. And, go. by the way, we also have a vision product, too. More yeah. and more people are understanding that the your eyes are part of your body, too. So we have a great vision plan, and you can connect with us at, uh, at our website, anydelta.com, if you want to learn more about that. Delta Vision. And uh, so the, the Medicaid program, which yeah, we Yeah, so we're working about. really hard at it. Yeah. Um, on our website, we have uh, put on the, uh, the the fee schedule so providers can see that. But we're, we're being really creative in what we're doing. So it was very successful on April 1st. We actually brought in the mobile dental clinic um, at 2 Delta, which is right across the street from the Discovery Center. So if you're on the highway and you see that big rocket, well, right across the bridge is, is Northeast Delta Dental. So we brought in the mobile dental clinic, and it was so successful. And I can tell you some stories from that. We're bringing it back on Friday, May 12th, and, and Saturday, May 13th. Um, so the mobile dental clinic will be there. And we've worked really hard to get um, right now over about a, about 110 dentists so far. Providers have signed up and using my contacts, we've gotten a few dentists from uh, Maine um, and Vermont as well who are willing to see um, patients, uh, New Hampshire Medicaid patients, and as well as a few dentists and oral surgeons in uh, Massachusetts. I connected with our sister plan, Delta of Mass. So we're being as creative as we can be. We, uh, thanks to Dr. Nader Mulvanian, we have enough oral surgeons covered. Because that was the, the key thing, Ken, because many of these people who I met, for example, for my age, literally had never been to the dentist in their life. So you're talking about people that are probably in need of a lot of repair. So it was really important that we have enough oral surgeons in the network. And we're, we're, we're in a good spot there, thanks again to uh, uh, Dr. Nader Movanian, who has several oral surgery practices. Um, so we're really paying attention to if you're in oral pain, we want to take care of you early. Now, if your teeth are generally good and you're on Medicaid, no different than uh, our commercial business. If you randomly called up a dentist today, um, even if you have traditional dental insurance and if you don't have a dental home, it's probably going to take you six months to get a cleaning appointment because of the shortage of hygienists. Right. So that's going to be the 
same case with, uh, you know, with people you know, that are Medicaid eligible. And by the way, that was another um, good surprise, or m- maybe not, uh, but there was more like 121,000 people eligible, not 88,000, which was the original number that um, the, the state gave us. So there are, if you think of it, that's greater than 10% of the population of the adult population right, yeah. in the state that are eligible. And many of these people have never been to the dentist. I met another, there was an Afghani re- refugee, a soldier, um, who had to escape the uh, the Taliban and his families back in Afghanistan. Well, there's an Afghanistan organization in Manchester, so they drove him up. Young guy, spoke, surprisingly, spoke English pretty well, so I was able to communicate with him. He had never been to the dentist in, a, in his life, and it was really interesting. We talked about the Taliban. He said, "Yeah, if he if he went back, they would they would kill him." Mm. But yeah. for some, but they have like rules of the road that they won't kill his family, but they would kill him. So his family's back there, and he's here in America. And so he we we were able to see him on uh, April first. So the people like that gentleman, that young gentleman, and their older folks who've literally never been to the dentist. So we're doing, we're pulling out all the stops, uh, but if you're in the North Country, there's the vans coming back on April 29th, this Saturday, while we'll be in Sunapee, there'll be a mobile dental clinic in Colebrook, and then back in, in Concord on May 12th and May 13th. So it's pretty exciting. It's Ken, I, I must say, as, as much as I like my radio work, with you, the most <laughs> compelling thing I've done in my professional life is with a team of other people. It's taken like seven villages, but to finally get a Medicaid benefit uh, for dental because when I moved up here in 1995, I was shocked that there wasn't a benefit, and it took about 20 years to educate political leaders and policymakers, and eventually we got the, we got the program, and now, now the hard work is, is continuing. And, and I know, just from being with you for a number of years, that uh, you have been working on this for literally over a quarter of a century. Yeah, and, and we talked about Alan doing the marathon in London, which he did. Well, it was a marathon for me in terms of the education, right. pro- along with other stakeholders. I'm not, like I said, I took seven villages, New Hampshire Dental Society, uh, bipartisan political leaders like Senator Bradley and Senator Cindy Rosenwell, and then ultimately the governor bought into it. Um, so it took a lot of people, the Rural Health Coalition, but eventually we convinced the body politic and political leaders that this would actually, you know, reduce emergency room visits, mm-hmm. uh, people's self-esteem, et cetera. Um, but then it had to be funded, and I don't have a problem with that with New Hampshire. I, I'm glad that we, you know, we have to fund things. We just don't pass things. So then it took another few years after that to make sure it was funded, and there was a centene settlement, and eventually. It led to Governor Sununu signing the bill on July 1st of 2022. Then we got the bid um, towards the end of the year, and then it's been it's gone from a marathon to a sprint. We had like two or three months to get the network um, in a reasonable st- state so we could start on April 1st, and we'll, we're going to continue to do this. So, so it is very meaningful work for me, um, and I'm glad that I have a board that uh, supports you know, my spending time, um, extra time on this, on this, on Medicaid, and we have a great partner in DentaQuest. But they also allow me to do this fun stuff like the, uh, you know, the road racing. It's not just these national mountain challenges, but the, you know, the local um, Capital Air Race Series, which, you know, I know Ken, you and Kitty did that. 
the SCA was one of those races. Um, the Millennium's Delta Dental Points Chase Series, it's a Newcastle on Sunday. But all of this is all about, you know, population health. Because if we, if we all stay mobile, if we all take care of our teeth, that goes a long way for, you know, life's longevity. No question about that. So uh, looking forward to that, uh, the Mountain Challenge, which begins this very weekend at uh, Mount Sunapee with the Sunapee Scramble 1 on Saturday and the Sunapee Scramble 2, which is up and down Mount Sunapee on Sunday. Exactly. There's some people, like Ellen and I, are much better at just going uphill. Then the downhill, there's a real technique in going down you have to kind of let yourself go it's kind of like fred flintstone like if you if you, well yeah. right you remember in the car or sure. whatever but yeah. if you if you start breaking yourself that's actually when you get hurt but yeah. but to let yourself go and like allow your feet and legs to rotate and go fast downhill mm-hmm. you have to have you have to one be super confident um, and I think younger too, because you, you, they have green bones, whereas ours aren't quite green anymore. Ken, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I wouldn't want to know what color my bones are at this point. But at any rate, it's going to be a great series. And if you want to get involved, ddmc.com, the Delta Dental Mountain Challenge, beginning this weekend and continuing through August the twenty seventh. And folks, there is prize money uh, involved in this uh, as well. So. Uh, that is a, a great thing. And, Tom, as you know, a few a couple of weeks ago we did uh, our music series with the local musicians. And it was awesome, yeah. We're going to do a week dedicated to uh, local authors, and uh, you will certainly be oh my God, uh, yeah. among them. And, Please. Uh, and, I, 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 well, there's so many talented people. I'd love to be just a small piece of that, and and I can't wait. I mean, the, the last book we that I wrote, the crisis management book, was very stressful because it was during COVID. Right, yeah. The, this other one coming out, if, when is this here? When, is, when are you doing that? I think it'll be sometime in July. Okay, yeah. perfect. Because yep. be the running July. book will come out um, on roughly June 17th, which yeah. is much more fun to run. So, Yeah, and, uh, and Ellen, you know, Ellen has an open invitation, as do you, Tom, to come in here anytime on the program, but yet she's never taken advantage of it yet. Well, she's going to, yeah. but with, with the caveat, we'll... we'll We'll drag in our, our granddaughter, Havana, who yes. already runs faster than me yeah. up the driveway. So she has uh, one of those people that have those great running bodies. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Havana's welcome as well here uh, in, in the studio. And, I, you know, normally, uh, Tom, when you're on with Kitty on Fridays during the Friday Fun Bunch, which uh, I guess Kitty is going to have to do alone with me on uh, So on she, she'll automatically win the birthday cup. <laughs> she, she was good last Friday, but, she you know, was, I was like, I was just like one she was year two off. For two, yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I really appreciate you letting me come on Wednesdays. That allows me to do the uh, the main Delta interviews on Friday, and also this is actually good because the the sign on you've got to sign on for the Sunapee Mountain Challenge really by today. So it would have been too late, you know, on Friday. But if you just want to come watch some really exquisite elite athletes just just drive up to mount sunapee and just watch that's true it's not too far away from here and uh today we are celebrating the birthday of carol burnett is she still with us carol burnett is still coming down to breakfast yes she is yes she is as far as we know yes she's got to be like what 95 90 90 90. okay 90 so you're in the ballpark 
I knew she was in the. I thought she was in the night. I used to love that show. Oh, it was a great show. Great. You can still see it on MeTV. Uh, Tim Conway and Harvey Corman and uh, Vicki Lawrence, they're all great, you know. Is Tim Conway coming down to breakfast? I, I don't believe so. I don't. I'd have to check I used that, to love but, him on McHale's yeah. Navy. Oh, yeah, he was great. Gee, he I love that kind very, of talk. Very, when Ernest Borgnine would talk yeah. about some mumbo-jumbo, right, and yeah. Tim would go, <laughs> yeah. gee, I love that kind of talk. Right. Uh, great show. Tom, thanks so much for Thank you very much. coming in on a Wednesday. And uh, a wacky Wednesday, we'll call it, as opposed to the Friday Fun Bunch. But, uh, Tom, thanks so much. Thank and you. And we will uh, see you, uh, let's see, a week from Friday. A week from the, Friday. The running Friday friends might see you at Sunapee Saturday, Newcastle on Sunday. And my dentist friends, please sign up for Medicaid if you haven't already. Thank you. There you go. And I hope you get to see the Scott Spradling Band on yeah, uh, Sunday. Yeah, I'm planning to go there in, Sunday in afternoon. Yep. All right. That's Tom Raffio. And our program is sponsored by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be back tomorrow.